Welcome back to another episode of the Taco Core Fantasy Football League podcast. I am your host, Nate. It's been a while. And today I am joined by my co-host here and the host of the Whiskey Flick Pod. So if you're into movies, go check that out. The host of the Whiskey Flick Pod, Terrence Dunn. How the hell you been, Terrence? It's been a long time since we've been on the airways. It has been uh, quite a little bit, Nate. I'm excited to be here and uh, fill the Taco Corp-sized uh, hole in my heart by returning to the pod. <laughs> so I'm very, very excited to be here. Hell yeah. So it's been a while. I think our last episode was somewhere in January or something like that. Maybe February, beginning of February. Um, mm-hmm. Took some time off. Really unexpected. Just things started getting in the way, and you know things take priority whenever you're being an adult and you're in your mid thirties. Since the last time that we've hung out on the airwaves, we've actually met in person for the first time, and we, we went to Coors Field and watched the Dodgers play. Uh, what was your, uh, how do you say, reaction? Your uh, your review of meeting Tony and myself <laughs> for a Dodger game in Coors Field? I was very interested to see exactly how you would phrase this question because I was trying to think of how I was going to answer. I was like, is he going to ask about the field? Is he going to ask about the game? Um, How was the experience meeting you guys? 12 out of 10. Like it was was like exceeded my every expectation. Obviously, like, I mean, I've I've known you guys virtually, so there's not really a lot of... um, there's not, I guess, a lot of extra there, there, but it was fun to actually like get out and go do stuff together. Um, your guys' kids and families are like just totally awesome. So it was fun to go hang out and do stuff like that. And then obviously like seeing a Dodger game with any other fellow Dodger super fans is always like a fun time. So yeah, yeah it was, it was awesome. I'm excited to make it a, uh, a regular occurrence. Yep. Uh, Tony hit me up on messenger the other day and was like, Hey, might be like last time we see Kershaw pitch in person. Right. And it's next Tuesday at Coors Field. So, yep. uh, I don't know if it was an invite. He sent me the row of where he was sitting and like where his tickets were. So I was like, I'm down, whatever. You shouldn't have sent me where you're sitting, right? Just been like, hey, this is happening. Um, so I'm I'm probably going to buy a ticket here in a day or so uh, and go up there and watch that again. But I will not be doing the wave. Nice. You did not do the wave as well, uh, in which I am very proud of. And that's what that's why you're here and Tony's not. Uh, and that's what we're going with. So uh, I was talking to my daughter, my oldest daughter last night, and I was telling her, yeah, I might go to the Dodger game, you know, and on Tuesday. And she's like, oh, in, in Los Angeles. And I was like, nah, it's going to be here in Colorado. She's like, oh, you need to go to Los Angeles. So I was like, yeah. And I was like, but I'm not doing the wave. And she was like, were you mad at me when I did the wave? And I was like, no, but I could tell you were like cognizant of it. Like you were thinking about it. Cause, cause I was like, we don't do the wave. We don't do the wave, but it was so fun for you to do, you know, whatever like that. So we had the whole like 10 minute talk on it last night. So, all right. So we'll hop in. Uh, some of the topic things we'll go over is top of mind. What's on our mind, manager, manager, where we get to know each other a little bit better. Some news and notes. We'll talk about things that have been going on since we last, you know, talked to you guys on the airways and we'll hit our draft and then end it with rants and raves and a banger in the week so we'll hop right into it top of mind terrence what's on your mind coming into this week or going into next week uh coming into this week the only thing i'm th- and I've, I've been thinking about this pretty much since i came back from my trip which i know we're going to talk about here in a little bit but mm-hmm. um i've been thinking about how for the first time since covid started 
like summer blockbuster movie season is like back. Like there's like a big new movie every week. And like last year wasn't like that. 2020 wasn't like that. Like, yeah, movies were coming out, but I feel like every week there's something massive. I came back from my trip and it was like, holy shit, I got to go see Top Gun. I got to go see the Jurassic Park movie. I got to go see what else came out. The Bob's Burgers movie. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, like just so many movies that are already out that I'm like way behind on. So I'm like, shit, okay. We're back to like that old, you know, old cadence of like every single week, there's something new and exciting coming out. So I'm just thinking about how I got to get my ass to the movies like ASAP. And before I totally miss out on seeing, you know, great stuff on the big screen. Yeah, I feel that. So uh, I think for me, top of mind right now is uh, work travel. So, and this will get into, you know, my question for you later on, but I just spent a few weeks in Hawaii for work darn right that's yeah, when a lot of people not a do. bad place to work <laughs> yeah not a bad place to work staying on the waikiki beach basically you know Shit. i could see the ocean from my room and stuff like that and it was cool uh but i've been to hawaii like i mean a dozen times you know whatever like that so i kind of did everything there waikiki is kind of just like a, a a wannabe shopping strip of the most expensive places that you can think of right prada gucci rolex all that kind of stuff there's not a lot of like nightlife right there there's some bars and some restaurants and stuff that's pretty cool but for the most part that area is shopping and commerce right so i did a trip around the island i drove around it one day uh you can probably drive around the island in about three hours or so like that i think i took about nine to ten just stopping at different places you know take my towel out go lay down listen to some ocean for a little bit you know soak it all in a little bit see some sights but while i was there it was probably about a week and a half in and i was like i'm ready to go home my work travel stuff is usually pretty long uh travel stuff especially in the summer so i was like i'm ready to go home and then i got home and then i was like i'm freaking bored here at home it's too quiet the kids are with mom for the summer and so i find myself just walking upstairs turning on some lights going downstairs grab something to eat come upstairs and be like who keeps turning on all the lights right like <laughs> we need to turn the lights off just making noise because it's so quiet yep you know just just the different things about going places and then coming back and you know i'm leaving again in a in a couple weeks to go to vegas for the entire month of july so thinking about that i might be going somewhere else in the middle of that trip i don't know we got to talk to our boss about it but um there's the potential of someone asked us to go to alaska for a week so um since we're already gone we might not need the two people there the entire time it's like a slow week for what i'm doing so i might take uh go to vegas then go up to alaska go back to vegas for a couple weeks something like that so i've never been to alaska um but nice. it's summertime and i think the sun's out most of the day so i could hear I some so. i could hear someone mowing their lawn at 1 30 because they don't know what time it is <laughs> at 1 30 in the morning so but just that dynamic nice. of going places coming home you know and just like where do i really want to be type of thing what what fills me what thrive what sceneries do i thrive in and stuff like that so that's kind of on my mind it's been on my mind for a little bit a couple days and stuff like that so cool that's top of mind we'll move into manager and manager so this is a segment where we really what the podcast started out as is you know we're we're a fantasy league of 12 different dudes that are around the globe different time zones different countries whatever it may be and we did it so that we can get to know each other a lot better and then you know, be able to talk shit some more. So my question for you, but you know, we do get kind of deep in some of these questions or whatever like that. And that's usually me. So the other night <laughs> I was out and I was driving in the car and someone had asked me, do you like to be alone? Cause I was talking about my travels and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I said, do you like to be alone? 
like meaning do you like hanging out by yourself doing stuff on your own or anything like that or are you the type of person that's got to have people around you or you prefer to have people around you so i'm gonna ask you that question do you like to be alone yeah and i was so i've i've been spinning this one in my brain ever since i saw that this was the question that we were going to talk about because i i don't know i i feel like my my answer to this is is maybe a little complicated because i i certainly there are certain circumstances where i definitely do enjoy being alone and even if not enjoy being alone i i i have sort of embraced i guess is maybe the better word mm -hmm. um I like going to, there's things that I've learned to love about, uh, like going to the movies by myself, right? It's kind of like a, 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 a I guess a more relaxing experience. Uh, traveling by myself is, is a, a very interesting experience because, you know, just like logistically, uh, things get a lot simpler, but at the same time, I also like going to the movies with other people. I like traveling with other people. So I don't know if, I don't know, maybe I'm getting too fixated on the, if I like being alone, but, um, it's certainly something that I don't mind. It's certainly something that I do plenty of. I think it's, I do think it's important that you're able to enjoy time with yourself because I mean, if you can't enjoy time with yourself, how can you expect other people to enjoy time with you? So like, yeah. if you're not comfortable with you and if you don't sort of like love yourself and give yourself that self care, then, um, you know, th then what could you possibly expect of other people? I guess. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. I'm usually, I prefer to be around people. Like, um, like I always think about like where I would want to live. Like if I were living by myself, you know, it's just me. I'd probably try to live in like Manhattan because there's just people all the time around. Right. And it's like, it doesn't have, like I can be by myself in general, uh, but I like to be around like chaos or something that's going on. Right. So I like to be out a lot more. Um, I don't mind being home, but usually when I'm home and this question got asked to me, like, well, when you're alone, what do you do? Right. And I started thinking about it. I was like, I don't really do too much. Like I'm not too into like watching television all the time, unless it's like a formula one race or some sporting event that I'm into, you know, or something like that. Ugh, I'm seeing my face right now and I have a window in front of me and the blind is like where the holes are is on my face, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> we'll just go with it. But I, a lot of times I find myself and I started thinking about it and watching myself over the time of the last couple of days since like this got asked me on Saturday night. So I find myself, I like to learn, like, I feel like I'm addicted to learning. So if there's something that I think about, or I, I see on social or something like that, and then it's like, okay, I'm going to Google or I'm going to YouTube, stuff like that. So yeah. that's usually like what I end up doing a lot is learning stuff, a lot of reading. I do like to read a lot. So um, that kind of stuff I like to do alone when it's quiet and stuff like that. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm using my brain to imagine myself in a different location, you know, putting myself into whatever the book is, but I definitely pr prefer to be around people. I do like the aspect of going to the movies alone. Um, there are times where I'm traveling for work. Like usually when I'm traveling for work, there's people around, like I'm there with somebody, but I don't usually hang out with them while I'm there too much. I like to go see cities by myself if I'm traveling for work, but I do like the aspect of going traveling with somebody to go experience something new, right? Like you know, we'll get into it, but you, you just went trap, you know, to the other side of the globe. And I think about that and I'm like, I could, I'd like to do that on my own, but I think I'd prefer to go with somebody to like experience something for the first time yeah. with, with somebody else. But, uh, that's my like rom-com romance, emotional side of Nate. So, 
um, which I'm sure we'll touch on later on too in our draft. So, <laughs> well, and I think, and I think the funny thing too is that that trip that I just went on is actually kind of a good example of my worldview on it because for you know about half that trip I was flying completely solo, but for the other half I was with other people or I had met up with other people. Um, so I don't know. I guess like for me, maybe I'm just like uh, the introverted extrovert. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's a good example of like, it, it's, it's kind of cool to be able to have the option, like um, to, to be able to do a little bit of both because yeah, when I travel completely by myself, usually, usually by the end of that time period, you know, after you've been kind of like doing things alone for a while, you start to crave other people. Right. But then if you yeah. start being around people all the time, you, you crave that freedom of being able to be by yourself. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I think it flexes. I think it varies. I also think that I like, we have obviously different life experiences related to that because I mean, I've lived alone for what the better part of a decade now yeah. um, where I've not had roommates. I'm not married. Um, so like alone is kind of like a normal state of being for me. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You got a question for me? I do. Um, so like, I think actually that would be yesterday from when we're recording this, but we've like officially started summer. We passed the, what is it? Summer solstice, summer equinox, yep. whatever it is. Um, so summer is here. And so I'm curious, what is that like one must do? Like this signifies summer for you activity. For me, it is seeing baseball in person. Like that is my summer jam. I like anytime the sun's out, I prefer, I like to go to like a day game, preferably. Right. It's, I mean, it's like scorching hot for no reason or whatever like that, but uh, it, it really is to go see a baseball game. So I was kind of excited that I probably wouldn't have done it by myself thinking about it now, but it was, it was fun that for me that Tony was like, Oh, you know, there's a Dodger game or whatever. And we're all going. Mm -hmm. Again, whether that was an invite or not, I'd taken it that way because he sh he didn't he shouldn't have told me if it wasn't. So, like he shouldn't have told me where he was sitting, right? But, um, he brought it up. He he asked for it. He brought yeah. it up. And I said I'm down, and he didn't answer or give a thumbs up or nothing. So whatever, that's that's your fault, right? I'm I'm coming along. So, He's invited. Um, He's invited it. Yeah, he he invited it. He brought this upon himself. But yeah, summer for me is always something about baseball. Like if I can. If I can get to a game or go to a night game, stay in the city and then wake up for the Sunday morning, you know, the day game, the one o'clock start or something like that, that that's my jam. And that that to me captivates an entire summer for me. So when I was living in California, I was working somewhere around like the Santa Barbara area. My eye doctor was at UCLA, so I had to go schedule an appointment purposely on a certain day that I wanted to go see a game, whether I like giveaway nights. So I did one for a Fernando Valenzuela replica jersey night or whatever. They're playing the Padres and I went by myself. I was like, I got an eye appointment. By the way, I'm gonna be back at like three in the morning and I gotta work at 637 but it's because I'm gonna go watch the Dodger game after, right? This is the day I need my appointment on and all that kind of stuff. Cause that's, it just make, I don't know, not going to baseball games feels like it's not summertime for me. So grew up playing baseball in the summer, all that kind of stuff. It was just, it's just the jam. So that's my thing for the summer. Nice. How about you? Uh, well, baseball also rank highly for me, but I won't be boring and just repeat. So I'll, I'll throw something different out there. I'll say probably, I don't know, grilling, grilling in tandem with some kind of like aquatic activity. So like we're, we're grilling burgers and we're like going to the beach or we're like making carne asada and we're going to the water park, like something like that combines those two activities where I just know it's very, 
I mean, I don't know. I'm not outside grilling in the wintertime. So like just that idea of like you're, you're outdoors and the smells and you got a cold beer and I don't know, you got a, you got a tub full of water balloons that you're going to like pelt kids with, yeah. gonna, you know, turn the, <laughs> turn the hose on them or something like something like that just feels very, you know, going all the way back to my childhood. Like that's like a core memory unlocked. Oh, I didn't even think about barbecuing. Maybe it's because I'm gone most of this summer. So I'm thinking about things that I want to fit in in the summer. Um, But yeah, barbecuing is the jam. I like like going back home, right? Um, Where my brother lives. And when I go down to my brother's, like they would rent a space in the park. So there's like big old parks that are full of grass and stuff like that. Set up a volleyball net, put up your little tent things or whatever like that. You know, your easy ups. You got two, three grills out there. You know, you got a or two grills, a blackstone, something like that, and you're just grilling all day long. Like we're out there at 7:30, setting up, making sure we got our spot. You know, getting the coals ready, all this kind of stuff, getting all the food ready, and then everybody comes around lunchtime. You hang out, you have some beers, kids run around, stuff like that. So, yeah, barbecuing would be the one. So, well, the good thing is you can do, you can kind of do them together, right? You can grill and throw on the baseball game. <laughs> yeah that or even like taking your glove out there right and like just having a catch with people that stuff's fun to me too so yep. um yeah that's that's a really good one yep. cool so we'll move on to our next segment news and notes and since we've been a while been away for a while we're going to catch up on some things that we've had going on i kind of want to preface this with like summer usually i feel like in summer or ramping up to summer people start making plans for what they're going to do for the summer right and some of that may be travel And we talked about things that, you know, our travels and stuff like that, which we'll get into here. Uh, But I find myself always planning so far ahead. So, hey, it's the summertime. I'm thinking about doing things. And now I want to think about, I start thinking about doing things in the fall. I start thinking about doing things in the winter. I start thinking about doing things next summer, right? What do I want to plan out for next summer that I need? It's usually something I'd really need to save up for, right? I'm going to need, you know, three, four grand or something like that to be able to go do what I want to do, how I want to do it or whatever like that. And then I usually get there and I realize I didn't need to do it how I did it and other ways would be fine. Right. So you just got butt back from a European excursion. So what were some of your favorite places and some things that you would recommend seeing, right? Maybe some things that you'd say, Hey, I, you know, this, I thought was really necessary or something I would want, you know, people normally would do, but it's not really all that made out to be. I'd rather spend more time over here. And then some travel tips for if you're people are looking to go out to say Europe for, you know, maybe that's cost analysis stuff or anything like that, right? Like you stay in a certain type of place. Maybe, you, well, I hear people talking about these other places or I met someone from here, they go over these places, right? Stuff like that. So the ins and outs of European travel from Terrence Dunn. <laughs> After I just finished my first trip ever to Europe. So I've, I'm, I'm very much an expert, <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, but it was, yeah. So the trip was a lot of fun. Um, I had a lot of fun planning the trip. So, um, basically the, the genesis of the trip and there's a couple other people, Tony and Matt in the league that, that know, um, Phil, who's a, a common friend that was getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, And so that was the main impetus for the trip. He lives in Germany. He's getting married. Um, And then from there, it was sort of like, cool, well, what else can I do besides just going to this uh, awesome wedding? What other fun activities do I want to do? So I ended up planning a trip that included um, basically two spots in Germany that were primarily associated with meeting up with uh, him, his wife, and then obviously the wedding itself. Mm -hmm. And then I tried to decide what else was close by that I've sort of always wanted to visit. And I ended up settling on Paris. Uh, really short, really short flight over to Paris. Um, it ended up working out better because 
flights from the U.S. to Paris were cheaper than flights from the U.S. to Germany. So that nice. was a little bit of a, an extra win there. Saved a little, saved a little extra dough. As far as uh, like planning in advance, I guess it was mainly it was getting the flights. Like hotels were actually shockingly easy. It was. It was easier to book hotels in Europe than it is in the U.S. Um, they don't even they, they didn't even take money up front most of them, which was really weird. Um, yeah. Actually, most places want a credit card for a reservation, um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but once I got the flight booked, everything else was relatively easy. Uh, I did discover this really awesome app that I used um, for my trip. It's called. Uh, wander log which i used to like build an itinerary for my whole trip and it was awesome it not only saved like stuff i wanted to see but it like mapped it out so that it would nice. tell me like you know this is the best route or like you know i could move stuff from like this day to this day because the activities were closer and it made more sense um i could save like food places uh mm -hmm. it saved all of my hotel and flight reservations in one place so it was actually a really cool app i think i'll use again in the future germany we went to um some villages outside of Frankfurt, and then the wedding itself was in the Dusseldorf area. Um, I would say the biggest things I was most stoked on from Germany, because I, I had honestly never really had any major life plans to visit Germany. Not that I didn't want to go there. It just wasn't one that like would have been high up on my list to go visit. Um, I was overwhelmed by the food, the food and the beer. It was all so good. Everything I ate and drank there was just out of control, delicious. I think my favorite thing in the kind of like Frankfurt area that we saw was this little village, Rothenburg, which has mm -hmm. like this cool little Christmas shop. It's very much like an old school, like cobblestone. There's a, you know, a, a church at the center of the town. Yeah. Um, so very much kind of like an old school German village. So that was cool to experience that. And then Dusseldorf, major city. Um, so that obviously had, you know, massive like art museums and a lot of culture. I think my favorite thing there was they had this tower on the Rhine River. Yep. Um, it was basically like uh, the Space Needle. So just great opportunity to like look over the waterfront. Every day we were there, the weather was like gorgeous. Um, so it was awesome to check all that kind of stuff out. And then Paris, also I ate very well. Uh, wine instead <laughs> of beer. <laughs> wine yeah. instead of beer, but I ate lots of really good food that was drowned in butter. Um, I think the coolest thing... Uh, I'll go with the unconventional and say the coolest thing that I saw there was the catacombs, like just the the history. And like, I mean, you and probably a few other people in the league know that I'm into like creepy shit. So like walking yeah. around and seeing all these like real skeletons and bones and shit um, was very, very fascinating to me. Um, so I thought that was a really cool experience. Obviously the Eiffel Tower was really cool. Um, the Louvre fucking killed me. Just like so many, so many fucking stairs. Jesus. Um, I mean, God, I was so tired by the end of that day um i tabulated it actually the other day and i think for my entire european trip i walked like 200,000 steps jesus <laughs> so, and i'm sure a good chunk of that was was in the louvre because that place is just massive mm -hmm. but yeah that that uh that was really super fun i can't wait to go back because there was more stuff that i wanted to see unfortunately my trip was cut a little bit short and also extended uh as i got sick while i was there super mm -hmm. super fun um, other than that, I would just say travel tips. Um, obviously planning was super helpful. I, I, for one, like to like to strike a balance in my planning of having kind of like a structure, but also room for spontaneity. So like, mm -hmm. I want to jump on flights early. I want to jump on hotels early. I want to have a general plan of stuff I want to see, but I'm also not that guy who's like, okay, at 8am we go to this place and then 10am yeah. we go to this place. I want to have like, you know what? 
I'm having a good time here. Like, let me be casual. And so I, I, I want to have that flexibility. I think that'd probably be the major thing. I think the only other thing I would say is if you're planning to visit Europe within the next like six months, like it's a COVID hotbed, get ready to get sick. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> cause I definitely did everything I could to avoid it and still got sick. So yeah. um, that's more of a short term tip, I guess, but yeah, I had an absolute blast. I, I can't wait to go back again. It was such a cool experience and it's so different than the United States, like just in terms of like the age and the culture and yeah, it was a really cool experience. I'm, I'm super excited to go back. I've already started making my list of, of all the places I want to see the next time I go. Nice. So I've been to Germany a few times um, down in the Munich area and a couple mm -hmm. hours north of that going like northeast-ish kind of like Bavaria, right? So old, yep. old, old stuff or whatever like that. But Munich was the same way where there's like this big clock tower church right in the middle of the city center, right? There are a lot, a lot of like car traffic in the middle of the city it's like all just walking areas and stuff like that right i was able to yep. go to the the original hopper house and stuff like that it was That's really awesome. neat it was like three floors i believe but just packed and not a fight inside not a sad person inside everybody's just happy to be alive yep. right um, for sure the kindness of people was amazing in germany when i was there just everybody was super kind booking the hotel too like we stayed at like a kind of like a it's a hotel, but it's it's almost like a little hostel style hotel, right? Like you had your own room and stuff, but it was just like three buildings right next to each other. No big sign that says like, you know, Holiday Inn lit up, nothing like that. It's just like, it's there <laughs> on that mountainside by the lake, right? Yeah. A little restaurant down in the hotel. So it's like all inclusive type stuff. So they cook breakfast out, you know, they had the traditional German breakfast out in the morning. Yeah. Your lunch and dinner is included into the, the price, right? Your drinks yeah. and stuff too. So you just always tip really well, you know, and stuff like that. So, and fairly cheap, I think yeah. for that being like all inclusive every day and granted the, you know, the boss is paying the bills there or whatever like that sure. when there, cause it's mostly for right. work, but I think it was like 140 bucks a night or something like that. And it's like, you can drink whatever you want. The The hallways inside the hotel have beer and fridges and stuff like that. So you can just go grab yourself a liter, right? It's like part of your stay um, awesome. and stuff like that. But everybody is so nice. They remember you by name, you know, really quick. And our hotel reservations were basically like, you can't do it online. We couldn't do ours online because it was like a local German spot. You just call this like international number somehow or whatever, or send an email it's like, hey, my name is so-and-so. Yep. I'd like to stay here yep. from this date to this date. Okay, we got you down. And then you go there and the guy pulls out a piece of paper that has your name yep. on it, right? And it's like not all computerized or nothing like that. It was pretty neat. Um, really mellow, really green. And the thing about Germany I think I, I liked the most when I was there, or I noticed the most, was how clean it was. I didn't see... I, I never recalled seeing trash on the streets felt like everybody was smoking, but I never saw a cigarette, but, um, yeah. you know, and it's, it is weird when you see like kids coming out of a high school and as they walk out the gate, they, they light up a cigarette as they're walking Dude, home and it's like, Whoa, shocked. What's, I, what's going on? I, I couldn't believe how many people I saw smoking. Like it's so, it's so interesting how, just how different that is culturally, because mm -hmm. it's definitely more not just more prevalent than the US, but more public than the US. Like yeah. there's, um, I, I say as someone who's a former smoker, and this isn't me passing judgment in either way, but um, in the US, there's definitely, I guess, more, 
more shame in smoking, I guess. Like people go yeah. off to their little area to smoke or they're like away from other people. Man, people just sit down and they're smoking on the patios at restaurants. Like yeah. it's just, it's completely different. Yeah. Or you walk into bars and it's like, it looks like that kid's like 17 years old and they're just drinking beers, right? And yep. stuff like that. That's that's kind of a culture shock, but it, I really like, enjoy beers like water. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's cheaper to buy beer in stores than it is to buy bottled water a lot of the times. So no kidding. Okay, no, but I would love to. You know, you mentioned Munich. I would love to go like for future Germany trips. I'd love to go see that side. Like I know Munich was on my list. I'd love to go visit Berlin. Like I just want to like kind of get the the taste of all of these different kind of cultural pieces because I feel like I got a chance to to experience sort of like the smaller town feel yeah. and then also sort of that more cosmopolitan. And now I want to see like, okay, all these cities and all these villages seem to have their own like unique identity. And I want to like experience more of that. It's yeah. just so, so different. I don't know. There, there's not really a, there's not a good analog for it here in the U S yeah. like, cause we're just not, we don't function like that. And it's, <laughs> I don't know if you felt this way, but when I was in Europe and you know, specifically Germany, it's like, I got stuff I want to do, but I never felt rushed. I never felt like I was in a, you know, in a race or anybody else was in a race and stuff like that. And there's like no anxiety. It's just like, go with the flow. Everybody's pretty chill. You know, even if like, there's no panic. Sometimes when I'm like, I've been in New York City and it felt like panic, right? Like there's so many people moving this, that, the other. I'm trying to see this, trying to understand it, but you're kind of in the way. And I never got that feel like even when you're in Munich, there's like tons of people on a Saturday night. Uh, it never really felt like there was like a sense of urgency or something like that, which was pretty cool. So no, it's it's definitely a different just like speed of life. And you see that sometimes in the US, but again, it's different. Like I know when I lived in San Diego, it was a different speed than when I'm in LA versus when I'm in NorCal, like over in Europe. Uh, you know, I remember like every restaurant I ate in, in Paris, I was never rushed out of the restaurant. Right? Like nobody, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't have the server, like rushing to get me a check. Like, Hey bro, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, I remember the first night that I was in Germany and I, I met up with, with the folks that I was meeting up with and we went into, to Würzburg and they have this like bridge in the middle of town and they call it the wine bridge. And literally people just go there at sunset. There's a little cart, uh, or like a little shop front that's next to the bridge and people just go and buy glasses of wine or bottles of wine and they just sit on the bridge and they, they talk to their friends, they talk to strangers, they sip wine. I mean, people were just chilling there for, you know, hours. It's, it's just a, it's just a different speed of life, um, yeah. which I, which I can certainly appreciate. I'm sure if I was around it all the time at a certain point, I'd get frustrated. Like the Californian, <laughs> the Californian and me would be like, Hey, well, let's get, let's get the show on the fucking road guys. Come on. Yeah. Um, but, but to, to experience that, it was just, it, it was a nice change of pace. Very That's relaxing. Cool. That's cool. All right. So then I'll talk about some of my stuff. Like I just got back. I said, I mentioned, I just came back from Hawaii. I was there for about two and a half weeks. And then, um, so for me, I stayed Waikiki area mostly because the company paid for it. Um, so I stayed down, um, kind of near the, I guess you'd say the, the far end of Waikiki kind of, I guess it's kind of middle area whatever. But I think if I were to stay on, the Waikiki beach area again, I would probably stay on the West end of it, um, to get away from like all of the, you know, the commerce and stuff like that. There's a, an area called the Hilton Hawaiian village. Um, so Hilton owns a hotel. They got like five or six towers there right on the end of the, the beginning of the strip area, but their cove is kind of like a lot of what you end up seeing, uh, in like, Hey, Hawaiian resort and stuff like that. Right. So if you're looking for like resort life stuff, um, I would, 
stay there because you can kind of just do it all right there so you don't have to like leave and walk around you know if you're just going for the beach vibe that's probably the best place they have like bars on the beach and stuff like that you know you got your own private area and lagoons and stuff like that it's pretty nice and you're still centrally located to like the stuff in the waikiki area if you want to go do that you know eat somewhere or whatever like that um if you're looking for like real hawaiian feel or whatever like that and you don't care to be in the waikiki area i'd probably stay on the other side of the island i guess the north side of the island or whatever like that it's a lot more wet there a little a lot cooler than the other side of the island but you get a lot more green right so if you're looking for that outdoor side or whatever like that i'd probably try to stay on that side i don't know how many hotels and stuff like that or resort stuff was over there but there's got to be a couple there's like some golf courses and stuff like that but that's that if you're going places you know try to leave early because there's a lot of people that are always touring hawaii year round it's yep. not like yep. it slows down a little bit but not too much right tourism is what makes hawaii yep. go so you know if you're trying to get up to the north shore maybe leave you know like yo we're gonna north shore like we're gonna leave at six o'clock in the morning we're gonna get there up there early we're gonna you know see the sun coming up and stuff like that it'll get warm quick you know you can have your day and you can kind of get out of that way because it's really hard to park there in the afternoons and stuff and people got good spots and stuff also but, traffic traffic can get gnarly on oahu like yeah um none of the highways reach 50 miles an hour i don't think so um the main highway and you're going through like the city area is like 45 miles an hour and then you got all the older asian ladies that are there right because there's a big asian influence and population yeah. there filipino japanese and stuff like that is huge they ride slow so it'd be 35 on a 45 and you're sitting there looking at this sign it says it's the highway if you're not looking to party and you're just trying to see hawaii the weekdays are a lot cheaper than the weekends um 100%. hotels like basically double on the weekend rates right so it, it gets pretty gnarly um if you don't have like a special company code or anything like that right or anything yeah. like that. But i i'm not a big super super long stay type of person so you know three days if you're trying to knock a couple things out or whatever like that maybe four at the max you know like they're there on the island type of stuff right and then you sandwich your travel on the back ends of it that kind of stuff would be what i would suggest for people going to hawaii get paid get prepared to pay a lot for a lot of things um yeah. import to hawaii is expensive yep. so um you know your your normal diet coke is like three dollars and fifty cents your gas is super expensive if you want milk good luck yep it's it's tough to get so uh, pricey yeah it's definitely pricey so save up if you want to spend some cash and go there but and honestly i mean it's you know however people like to travel or whatever like that but you usually get people who buy a whole new wardrobe to go to hawaii because it's like oh i'm going to the islands and this is this yeah. and outside of your waikiki strip no everybody dresses like in basketball shorts and tank yeah. tops and slippers yeah. so uh don't be ashamed if you you know to feel like you have to look a certain way because you're in hawaii because it's literally like a two mile strip that dresses like that, like how people would normally think about it. Right. So yeah, everybody, everybody wants to go grab the Tommy Bahama shirts. Yeah. 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 You'll have plenty of time to go buy that shit while you're there. If you feel you yeah. need one. Right. But yeah. you know, wear stuff that's comfortable take some tank tops some shorts, whatever like that. You don't have to go all crazy. So, you know, that can save you some cash to go eat a really good dinner or something like that. So nice. Um, that's what I think about Hawaii. I'm going to Vegas here in a couple weeks for an entire month. Ew. Vegas is different. So, you know, there's a, the thing about Vegas that's kind of cool is there's a lot of, if you're there and you're staying for a little bit of an extended time, say over four, you know, over three days, right? Because yeah. they, they, David, or Vegas, I'm saying Davis, I'm thinking about home, but <laughs> Vegas is, um, you know, like a three day max. And that's like with your travel days type of yes. thing, right? Because yep. 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 
it's it's nuts right and that's mostly doing strip stuff or whatever like yeah. that but for vegas uh like if you're there for a little bit longer like you get things that you can go out and do and see some different parts of the desert like the hoover dam and you can go down to those um i don't know what they're called but they're like these rock formation statues that are a little bit south of las vegas i forget what they're called but they're all painted i think it's like painted rock mm -hmm. or something like that right that stuff's pretty cool some of the towns around yeah round vegas henderson and some other places like that are really dope to go you know do different things there's like that you don't get on the strip because the strip is like there for commerce right and tourism and stuff like that so yes they have like a lot of uh barcades right so you can go and they're like serve drinks and they have all the classic arcade games like the teenage mutant Ninja turtles the yeah. simpsons x-men right all that kind of stuff is really cool and um a lot of those are i believe they're free to pay free to play as long as you're you know drinking and eating and stuff like that so that kind of stuff's oh. cool if you're staying on the strip area i wouldn't stay any more farther than i prefer to stay in the between planet hollywood or even mgm right um because mm. it's not too far away mgm to like where caesar's palace bellagio paris are right and paris is a really right. good place because it's like right central strip area yeah, you can middle. get all the way down to like the venetian you can get yeah. all the way to mgm graham not too bad there's a monorail that's right next to paris right in the valleys so it's right next door to it um that you can take if you want to go to the Westgate and watching the best sports book that's there like indoor sports book yes uh, if you want to get down to the mgm you know because you're trying to see a show or trying to get to new york new york you know and stuff like that there's a lot of free stuff in vegas that's really cool too especially on the strip like one of my favorite places is inside the paris hotel and there's just like a little a little section to the right side of the casino where there's this little stage and some a couple you know probably like 20 30 tables or something like that and it's like mm -hmm. this old-fashioned vibe of like how you think of like a piano guy inside like a little you know whiskey bar or something like that yes. right so you can have your drinks but they'll have a live band there every night that's playing music that's like mixed between like 70s funk stuff the bruno mars stuff like just good feel good music right and it's usually an older crowd you know, you usually see people in like their 40s to 50s, right? That were grew up in the 70s, 80s and stuff like that, that, that love that kind of music. And everybody's just there having a good time dancing. There's never a problem there. And you can go sit you have a couple of drinks. Someone will come, you know, wait on you or whatever like that. Have a good time yeah, dance. Yeah. And it's completely free. You know, you're just having some drinks, having a good time. So that stuff's cool. I like staying in Paris because it's one of the cheaper hotels. But it's yeah. really nice. Like, there's a lot of really good food in there. You can eat at yeah. the Eiffel Tower restaurant too if you want. Um, yeah. They have a nice club chateau that's in there if you like nightlife, right across the street from Bellagio, so you can see the you know the show and stuff like that. Um, Caesars yeah. um, and all those type of things. So it's kind of really good central location. There's a lot of good restaurants around there and stuff like that too. So um, yeah. Vegas, yeah, don't get too crazy. Don't uh, <laughs> don't ever buy a hooker in Vegas because prostitution <laughs> is illegal in Clark County, which yep. is. So Clark County and I think Reno, the air, basically the two cities, right, that matter yeah. in Nevada, uh, prostitution is illegal and stuff like that. Yeah. So because there's so many people there and the tourism and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, got to leave, got to leave the county. Do that. I love the way you characterized Vegas as like a three day city because, like, even as you were describing it, I was thinking about like it's because it's a money pit, right? Like at the end of the day, like even, even the free activities and they're very smart about how they did all this, right? Even the free activities put you in proximity to the stuff you'll spend money on, right? Like you'll go into Paris to check out the piano bar. 
And by the way, maybe throw 20 bucks into a machine yep. uh, or go check out the Bellagio fountains or like you're walking down the strip and oh, look at all the cool architecture. You know what? I'm tired. Let's go grab some AC for a while. You go inside and all of a sudden you grab a drink at the bar. You mm-hmm. throw up on the roulette table. Like it's definitely a very smart way to do it. And it's, it's hard to stay there longer because so much of Vegas is about like go hard. Right. And so you have to change your mentality of Vegas of like, oh no, like, I need to be built like, um, this isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> in there for a long time. You have to kind of like, I got to pace myself on the gambling and the drinking and the partying and the, and all the, the things that are tied to the city. That's what's hard when you go and like, you have to work there for four weeks and you're like, fuck. And I'm staying like, you know, right off, right behind planet Hollywood basically. Yep. And I'm like, Oh yep. my God, like this is everything. Like if I want to go grab something to eat, it's marked up <laughs> twice as much. If I want to go to Taco Bell, Yep. Right. There is a Taco Bell cantina there. That's pretty dope. So you can go grab booze slushies with there. your, uh, with your Taco Bell, right? Like you want, you want a Baja blast? Hey, how many shots of Bacardi do you want in it? And that's usually <laughs> what you're getting asked, right? That's awesome. It's weird so if you that don't. That place looks cool. I, yeah. I it's it pretty fun. Cool. And there's always like, you know, live music and, or not live, but like the music is, uh, active, I guess you would say, right. It gets you yeah. going type of thing. So yep. yeah. One of my, like when I'm there for so long and most of the time I'm working like a swing shift into like the, you know, early morning. So most of my days get taken up, but we have weekends off in there. A lot of people like it. I can't stand it. Mostly because that's like when I'm going to go spend, right? (laughs) Like that's when everybody's here and there's action and stuff like that. Um, But what I'd like to do is like, I like the Caesar sports book. It's not like a great sports book, but it's kind of like in the weird spot of the casino area. But when you go there, at least since the last time, which has been a couple of years, but last time I go, it's like every time you put in a bet, they'll give you a drink coupon. Hmm. So I learned this because one time I went up and I put in like 10 bets at once. And the person was like, you should put these in separately. So next time you come back, put them in separately. So you go, you, you know, there might be one or two people in line, go put in your bet, get your drink coupon thing. And then you go grab your, you know, your Corona or whatever, and then go back in line, put your other one in. And then you start collecting drink coupons. You got a free 12 pack. You maybe bet, awesome. you maybe bet, you know, 50 bucks to have some fun for the next six hours. And you can just sit yeah. there and watch sports all day on all these television stuff. It's it's pretty fun. Sports books are like my favorite thing to do in Vegas just because, okay, I can relax, have a couple beers, eat some food, watch mm-hmm. 10 games at once, especially during baseball season. It's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. So, yep. you know, you, you put a couple, five bucks on a game or something, you got some action on it. And you're thinking about it like, hey, am I going to win my 12 pack I just bought, you know, or whatever back. So um, oh, looking yeah. forward to that. So uh, moving into our draft. So one of the staples of our podcast here and us getting together is drafting because we are fantasy football guys. And I don't know a fantasy football person that doesn't care more about the draft than anything else. It's what everybody bitches about, <laughs> what time we're going to do it. So everybody's there, you know, draft position controversy whenever we have yeah. challenges and we're going to have a challenge this year for our draft position. <laughs> I think I know what it is, but I got to figure it. Uh, I got to figure out how I'm going to do it. It'll probably just be individually talking to everybody and then have rounds and stuff like that, you know, tournament style, nice. whatever like that. Yeah. But I might as well say what it is. So we're going to do a spelling bee and the spelling bee is going to be revolved around nfl names so players and coaches <laughs> oh, within God. the nfl because no. everybody claims to know they know everything about fantasy football and all these <laughs> fucking players and so-and-so's this deep sleeper and stuff like that so we're gonna go and spell nfl player names and coaches names you know prevalent <laughs> people people that people would know you know and stuff like that not too crazy like they they got to be somebody 
that it has a headline or a story somewhere or something like that. So uh, we're going to do that. I'm probably going to have to come up with like 20 names because, you know, what happens if everybody gets them right and stuff like that? Yeah. We'll figure it all out. Yeah. But no way because there's a bunch of people from like, you know, that their family came from Africa, Africa, right? Like mm. the, like the horn type of thing. And yeah. they got like Zs and Qs in the same name and shit. And we're, we're all missing that kind of stuff. So um, I don't know how we'll do it when um, probably have to have someone else come up with a list of names after for me. Right. Just yep. because I'll have the list of names. So yep. um, so we'll do that. But anyways, we're going to draft this week. And on the topic of, you know, Alone, this guy's got a song called Alone. Um, and he's really big right now. He's on tour, blowing up on TikTok. A lot of cool stuff that he's doing. Independent artist, does it all by himself type of stuff. He's actually, TikTok has gotten him to make remixes with random people who duetted his songs and stuff like that yep. too. Yep. And really this is just because we want to get Matt back on the podcast at some point. We all miss Matt. Matt Matt definitely is the talent around here. And I know Matt likes this artist. So we're going to do the uh, top five Russ songs. So the artist Russ, <laughs> hip hop artist Russ, he's got long hair. He just watched one of my Instagram stories because I was in Hawaii with a guy who has, I always call him, I say, oh, you look like Russ because he's got a little bit of facial hair and he has the ponytail thing he puts up in a bun. And uh, Russ was one of the first 20 people to see the, the post, right? Nice. So it's kind of, nice. so he kind of, he like checks his tags and stuff like that. I thought that was awesome, right? He didn't comment, he, didn't like it or nothing, but the guy's involved in it and yep. just he definitely him, like, is like taking hands the time on to look at shit. It. Yeah, yeah, just just to take time to look at it, right, was was something cool for me. Like, oh damn, like he does care about what he's tagged in, and you know, looks at stuff or whatever like that. So, top five Russ songs, Terrence. Since you're the guest, we haven't done this in a long out long time. I will let you pick. Do you want first or the turn? Um, well, I'm gonna. I, I'm not gonna break tradition. I always take the turn, so All I right. will. Uh... <laughs> I will stick with that. All right. So my number one song, and I think it's just a really good feel good song. And I'm going to take it with a number one pick. I don't think you would even pick it. Honestly, maybe you will. You have to let me know. But my number one pick is wife you up by Russ. Nope. Nope. Have that one. Okay. I could have waited to the last one, but I I need to, sometimes I feel like I need to do this in the order (laughs) that I care about songs. Right. Uh, So, Yep. we'll go there so you're, you're I trying to you're, you're trying to you're trying you're, like you're trying to make yeah i'm the same way where i like i want to make a statement as like the i know i could probably sit on this one but this is the one that means the most to this me is my um, jam yeah i'll reiterate that we're well i guess we haven't shared this but we talked about it before we recorded there's definitely a bit of a discrepancy between us and our level of rust fandom like you yeah. are probably you are probably more versed in far deeper cuts than i am yeah we'll, 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 we'll say that <laughs> i might listen to russ all day so <laughs> all right you got two picks uh awesome well i will take with my first two picks i'm gonna take the actually the first two russ songs that i ever heard um because i think still like i don't know there's something about it, not even just not, it's not even specific to rush it's just kind of music in general but there's something about like the um it's hard to like overcome the first album you hear from an artist, right? Like you like the things they do later, but there's like a sentimental value, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, sort of the stuff that got you into them first. Yeah. Uh, so with my, with my first pick, I'll take me, you nice. And with my second pick, I will take losing control. Cause those were definitely the first two songs Ooh. off that album that I, that I heard uh, from Russ. So those would definitely be my top two. Um, that whole album is full of bangers, but 
those two have like a very special kind of spot in my heart because that was literally the gateway that opened that 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 opened up that artist for me yeah yeah losing control is definitely one of the my favorites so um i was thinking about this too when when i was driving home from work today and i was thinking about us doing this draft i was listening to you know whatever i have the this is russ on spotify like downloaded to my phone so even if i don't have service i can listen to it um and it's basically got all the bangers but i started thinking about like how music right we both love music most of the people in our in our league really love music especially matt and tony thinks he loves music but he doesn't know anything that's good um to be honest like it always i can think like when there's songs that i really really like i can think of i remember exactly when i heard it where i heard it right like there's calvin harris songs in the past that i'm like i know the first time i heard this was in a vegas nightclub so that song will always like um what is this song oh so close to you right now right whatever but that reminds me of a club omnia that's in caesar's palace because i was like the vegas song that summer that i was there i think it was like 2012 or something like that Mm -hmm. right so i remember that kind of stuff and a lot of these songs too that i always remember like when i first heard it where i was type of stuff and i just always found that fascinating about music and i think that's why I, i enjoy it i'm into like fairy tales and story times and you know just stories i guess you would say right that feel good things of reminiscing and stuff like that so anyways all right so i got one you got two right now i will go damn it now i know that you know some good songs so um i have (laughs) (laughs) i wrote down like 12 but you know i only needed 10 or whatever but i just kept writing them down but there's some but all right so my second this is probably my uh, i don't know if it's my second it, it is now my second favorite song but uh waves so i like waves by Russ. Mm-hmm. that's a good one for me yep. and then i am going huh, i'm gonna go with psycho part two mm. so psycho part two is definitely one that i want to make sure i have on my list damn now we should have done yeah we should have done taking, top 10 yeah. i was like now we're taking ones off my list now <laughs> we're taking ones off my list Every time we do it, like a music draft, especially if it's in the emo genre or yeah. something that has to do like, and a lot of stuff I like about Russ is that he, you know, he talks a lot about emotions and things, yeah. that, you know, whatever like that. And that's my jam, you know, beat that to a drum on this podcast, but I really enjoy that kind of stuff. So yeah. Psycho part two. Yeah. We should have done like seven, top seven, top eight. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. All right. You got two coming up. Yeah. He definitely lays it out there, which is, which is really cool. Um, yeah. So for my number three, I don't know. I was noticing a pattern when I was putting the, um, when I was like putting the list of my favorites together. And I seem to really gravitate towards like the songs that have like, um, I don't know, interesting productions, not the right word. Like I seem to like a lot of stuff where he does like a lot of like lo-fi or like retro yeah. production. Um, yeah. that, that like kind of sound really speaks to me. And this one, I, I, I don't know. I, I have really strong feelings for, I love the, in- I love the whole song, but like the intro, I like a lot. So I'm going to pick nobody knows mm-hmm. as my number three. And then for similar reasons, I will pick 3 a.m. as my number four. That's what I was choosing between Cycle (laughs) and 3 a.m. Damn it. I like it. If I could, if I could, if I could snake one each turn, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. No, those are, those are like already, this is like a banging playlist for me. I'm I'm, I'm feeling this one. This, the whole top 10, like you can just make, I'm gonna make a playlist on Spotify, right? Like, damn it. Oh, damn it. 
All right, so so I'm looking at my list and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them left, and I only got two picks. So um, I've kind of reduced it down to I'm thinking about it now. One, two, three, four. You have some runners up. Ugh. All right. I just need to go with what I I believe in. All right. So my fourth pick will be three three fifteen breathe. Uh, mm. I like that one. Um, like you said, Russ has a lot of stuff that's like kind of just different beats, right? And I think that's why I like him is he's he's gotten so big with like not mainstream the same sound as everybody else and stuff yeah. like that. Production is um, very unique. Yeah. And along with that, I think I'm gonna go September 16. Mm. So September 16 is my last one, and I'm I hate myself right now because I should have made this list. We should have made it bigger. <laughs> we should we should have well, that's all right. That's what the runners up will be for. That's yeah. What the runners up will be for. All right. So I'm done with my five. You got one more left. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I'll. Uh, let's see. For my fifth one, I have a couple of still left on here. Um, I just did. I, I didn't do twelve. I only did ten. Um, oh, let's see. Um, I'm gonna take note to self as my Ooh, final pick. Nice. Um, just because I like. I don't know. Kind of the. I don't know. I like the lyrics in that song. Yeah. Uh okay. That'll be my top five. <clears throat> all right, make, so make that playlist. <laughs> all right, so we'll go over the list real quick and then we'll touch on our runners up. So Terrence, you got me, you, losing control, nobody knows, 3 a.m. and note to self while I have wife you up, waves, psycho part two, 315 breathe, and September 16th. So all right, let's go over your runner-ups and see which ones we have matching. Uh, let's see. The only other ones that I had that I did not pick, I'm stoked that I got, I got all my picks. Uh, or nice. no, I didn't. Oh, there was a couple that you took. There's a couple that you took. Um, the ones that I have left, I have missing you crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have best on earth. And then yeah. I have one, one more from the debut album, the stakeout. The stakeout. Nice. Yeah. All right. And then, so I went with, I had <laughs> this song that, ugh, um, it's true, but it's called fuck boys. So he's talking yep. about fuck boys messing up yep. for real people, right? Like, yep, yep, yep. Uh, I firmly believe that right now uh, in my life. Um, <clears throat> I had Take You Back. Um, I think that's a pretty good one. The yep. uh, one thing I like about Spotify, and I do this a lot when I'm just listening to music, and this is one thing I do a lot when I'm alone, is I listen to music on Spotify and I just have it on my phone. And some artists have like looping video, right? It's like seven, eight seconds of video, or whatever, like that. But the one to that song is like him and another girl sitting in like a field of sunflowers or a field of like orange and yellow flowers. Right. Uh, I'm not sure if they're completely sunflowers or whatever like that, but it's pretty cool. Manifest. I had missing you like crazy. Do it myself. I think is a pretty cool one. If you want to get hectic and be like, fuck everybody. Um, <laughs> I listened to that for like two months, one time straight. And then the last one was seduce. So those 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 were my Russ songs that I limited down my entire (laughs) sixty songs of Russ that I really enjoy. So uh, that is that. All right, so that's our draft. You guys can interact with us on social. Make sure you vote on it. You can find it at Twitter at TacoCore Pod. You can find it on Facebook. We got a Facebook group now uh, for interaction. So that'll be up uh, once this podcast is going good. So. 
Uh, you can go ahead there, follow it, like the page or whatever like that. Interact with us. Let us know if we're stupid. Let us know if we're dumb. Let us know what songs we missed out on. Uh, if we ranked them right or whatever you want to say, you know, um, all the engagement is fun. And uh, I'll clap back at you, too. So I'm sure um, somebody else might. Terrence usually has something to say when someone comments about things or whatever like that, too. So and then Tony will probably just go in there and send a bunch of gifts of uh, from the movie, The Interview or something like that. Right. So that's that's pretty on brand for him. So you can interact with us anywhere, uh, whether that's YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram or Facebook, all at the same handle, uh, Taco Court Pod. So that's that. All right. Moving on. <clears throat> second to last segment probably going to be the last segment right now so eh, second to last segment so rants and raves rants and raves is always something we do one time i think i started it last season or season and a half ago where i was doing a solo podcast and my team was going to shambles and i decided to rant about it and then mostly it was around christian mccaffrey and it became fun and it turned into you know how places make burgers or whatever it can be right so we have rants and raves so you can either rant about something or you know you can give some kudos and rave about it. So, uh, Terrence rants and raves for you go. Um, yeah, I will, I will rave. Um, and this is uh, a rave that I'm specific. It's kind of the opposite of the, the opening, uh, sort of what I'm thinking of, which is, so I was, I'm very behind on all the summer movies. Right. But with my travel, I obviously got very, very caught up on TV shows that I was behind on. Um, and so I will rave, I don't know, I guess it's kind of a complaint. It's like, God damn, can y'all stop making so many good television shows? But more so it's, it's a rave because I watched over the course of my travels, I watched three like really amazing television shows. So, mm -hmm. uh, the, the new stranger things season, which was like scary as fuck, like relative to the earlier seasons, <laughs> like it was, it was actually intense. Um, which, which I loved and I love all the TikTok memes that are coming out of it. Like, I feel like every day I see a new TikTok meme about Vecna or some shit like that, but, uh, it was, uh, yeah, incredibly intense and scary. Um, I finished the show, our flag means death. So if you guys are Taika Waititi fans, or if you like uh, flight of the Concords, it's got Reese Darby from that show, a uh, fun show about like, uh, pirates. It's like a comedy type show. And it was wildly entertaining and mm -hmm. then probably the one that would be the most relevant to this audience was i finished the the first two seasons of ted lasso um which i will lay out there i think is one of the best sports television shows and one of the best television comedies at least of this you know century or whatever if not all time like i fell in love with that show um so shout out ted lasso and shout out to all these damn streaming services putting out all this <laughs> fucking awesome content that i finally had time for because i was stuck on 11 hour flights but uh now that i'm back home i, I don't know if i'm gonna have all that time to invest in them but thanks for making cool shit and chewing up all my time nice nice uh i've been thinking about what i wanted to do did i want to rant or do oh no rave i've been in like a funk for a few days here uh kind of for about a week and a half i don't know do i rant about it do i rave about it let's let's rave so i get positive vibes yeah positive vibes right <laughs> so within so my company sent like i just hit my one-year anniversary with the company that i work for right tomorrow's my one-year anniversary of getting out of the military right and i started this job about a few weeks before i got out fully right i had some extra leave and stuff i took right but my company sent out this thing that's like hey happy one year anniversary we'd like to highlight some employees uh on their thoughts after you know anniversaries like people you'll see it in emails like so and so and they put you on their socials like linkedin and instagram and twitter and stuff like that right uh, about 
you know, send us a picture. It could be anything, an official portrait, a selfie, something off your social, something with your kids, whatever, whatever it is you want to put. Right. And then give us like a paragraph or a blurb about, you know, what your time at this company has been. So I was thinking about it the other day because yesterday was my first day back at work since I came back from, you know, being on travel for work and everybody's been kind of gone, but everybody's kind of gone through something that has, you know, hurt them like in our office, right? Like emotional stuff or whatever like that. Right. So yep. A lot of times I feel like when I go to workplaces, it's like, yo, we check every, and this is what I was in the military for me a lot was personal life gets checked at the door. We're here to do a job, right? We come here, we do this, whatever like that. And that's the way my dad, you know, kind of grew up with us and stuff like that. I worked in family business and stuff, but my office is completely opposite. If something feels off or whatever, it's like, yo, you good? But everybody, like, we don't get the, yeah, I'm doing all right, right? It's like, we respect the fact that I asked that question it may take three hours for us to talk through it or whatever right so like we got one guy at work that's going through some really heavy stuff you know and it's like and then i was going through some really heavy stuff another dude was going through some stuff and thinking about things right and it's like the emotional eq within my office is bar none the best i've ever worked with and we got five dudes right all from different walks of life all from different areas different backgrounds different heritages you know ethnicities different heights, different weights, whatever it may be, right? Different backgrounds. And everybody is just like, nah, we care about each other as human beings over doing the work, right? Our work's going to get yep. done, right? We'll stay late to get it done, or we'll come back in early tomorrow to get it done or whatever. But when it comes to like our own personal well-being, it's like we don't allow each other to mask it and hide it. It's yo, something's bugging you. Let's, let's get it out. Right. And we'll all just sit around the table or we'll stand around dude who's struggling, you know, whatever like that. And there's tears. I mean, we're grown ass dudes over 30 into our forties, right? There's tears, mm -hmm. there's whatever it is. Right. And then there, you got every little part where someone realizes they're the, you know, they're the emotional guy who that's usually me, you know, talk to the emotional side of it. There's a guy who talks about the business side of it, of getting shit done. Right. Like, yo, this, 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 this is where you need to be going. This is what you need to think about fuck that right or whatever like that you get all the different balances but shout out to my work center and i guess just any work center in general that has like an environment like that and if you don't i would encourage you to do so because a bunch of us can make more cash working closer to home like where we actually work or where actually live mm -hmm. and stuff like that but a lot of yeah. us stay through some of the bullshit of the work stuff just because we're not going to have a work environment like that. We can bust each other's balls, rag on each other. It's all good, right? You got the, you know, your stereotypical boy talk where we just trash each other and that's how we show love, right? But then at the same time, it's like, yo, someone's got something going on. It's pause everything because, um, and we might take all day. And that's what we did yesterday was we basically took all day going through everybody's emotions and stuff like that. And it was just super cool. Me being the emotional guy, I'm the rom-com dude, all that kind of stuff, right? I'm into the feels. Uh, that's my jam. Um, and that was what I was thinking about when my company sent that thing. It's like, hey, you know, tell us what it's like working here. You know, what do you like or something like that? What what can you highlight about the company? And I don't know if it's like that in the company through all the other offices. We're like one of the only Colorado offices and most of it's all in uh, Alabama. If it were, then uh, I think that the company is something I would want to stay with. So that's awesome. Yeah, I guess that's my rent. Right. And I think Tony's talked about that a little bit, too, you know, before about how people treat each other or come up with solutions, not just bitching with stuff, whatever, right? And the environment that you build within your work center really helps retain people. Cause there's been times where we've all been like, yeah, I'm about to quit. Like uh, you see someone looking up jobs, 
at work. And you're like, fuck, man, like for real, like you need to let us know. Like, because if one of us jams and then one other person decides, yeah, I'm gone too, all of us are yep. leaving. <laughs> like, yep. yo, That's it. where are you working? They got jobs. <laughs> like, yep. That's yeah. It. So, um, yeah, shout out to work centers like that. And if you don't have one like that, I would encourage you to try to foster one. It just makes it a lot. It makes it good going into work, right? And I've been at places where I, like, my, why I got in the military is at the time I hated waking up, putting on my clothes and going to work because of where I was working and all that kind of stuff. So shout out those people. All right. <clears throat> Ransom Raise is done. Let's pay some homage before getting out of here. So shout out to Matt Graham, who's the host of the 58 West King podcast. We're hoping to hear them later on um sometimes tony's on that it's actually <laughs> tony's the one who runs it it's a they they co-commission that league and they have podcast uh, i don't know if they're going to be coming back this fall a lot of things got really busy with work and life and stuff like that so uh we hope to hear from them i've seen tony getting active or they from their house account on twitter so yep. maybe he's ramping up and he's going to have a little bit more time to hit record for an hour <laughs> you know maybe ship off his edit to somebody else or whatever maybe you know some <laughs> some indian kid um that'll do it for four bucks or something like that a fiver i don't care just fucking record man like you know i don't I don't even edit just put it all together and we want to hear your words so that and then uh so go ahead and check that out that's at the 58 west king podcast um you can click all those links down in the show notes below and then your podcast terrence you and matt graham also have podcasts which i'm really enjoying and i got the part got to be a part of it twice now so when i argued with tony about whether yeah. or not die hard <laughs> was a christmas movie and he definitely lost and then we also got to talk baseball on that one and went over bull durham we did and that was pretty cool i listened to the reaction episode and you know one of the guys he was like you know, I'm not all into the baseball history and stuff. So, you know, if Nate's listening, I hope he doesn't hate me type of stuff. And I'm like, no, he's, this is awesome. Right. Or whatever like that. So, but I was, I was very surprised that nobody said, Hey, you know, fever pitch is the number one. And uh, so I was appalled by that fever pitch is the best baseball movie of all time, but check that out. That's linked down below to the whiskey flick podcast, where they talk movies and sip whiskey, uh, all things, you know, about the data, the, the movies the history and stuff like that having some banter back and forth playing little games here and there you've done a couple little draft stuff mm -hmm. too that's pretty cool we talk about all the music and all the things about the movies and then and then do a reaction episode you know with maybe a guest or something like that you guys also have a hotline correct we do people can call in and participate in the show which makes it a lot of fun we've been on a, a little bit of an unintended hiatus between travel and sickness and all that but we got a bunch of episodes that are going to be coming out here real real soon nice. um we're getting into summer blockbuster season so we got to show summer blockbusters some love and we got a we got a bunch of episodes on that coming up cool yeah uh some of that hotline stuff's pretty cool because you're just getting random people it's like yeah this is and it's like being on a radio show right like yeah this <laughs> yep, is yep. this is uh john from indiana uh first time caller <laughs> uh about a month and a half listener, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's pretty good, you know, and, and I hear some of that banter back and forth too. Like, I don't agree with so-and-so or this is yeah. ridiculous. Die Hard is definitely, a, you know, that stuff was pretty fun. So we're trying to, we're, we're, we're trying to make, uh, we're trying to make pods about movies, uh, Democrat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They are definitely democratic. There's a little bit of, I don't even know, communism in there too with cult cult communism and stuff like that but so you know just don't listen to that if you're trying to listen to the good stuff you know episodes i'm on and if i go on it again i won't drink uh because i i can't drink while i'm on a podcast so 
I learned that. <laughs> All right. Banger of the week. Since we talked on Russ, we talked about emotions. We talked about alone. Uh, we talked about travels. And this dude's about to hit all his international travel tours. He finished up his U.S. tour uh, here, like, I believe it was like last week or something like that. And then he did like a radio spot in Denver again. Uh, he performed at Red Rocks and went all over the U.S. He's about to go into like Europe, the Asia and the South America areas and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. And I think at the end of November, he's got a, uh, a Hawaii concert or whatever like that. But Russ is putting out a song. I saw it on his TikTok and he's like, uh, this is the summer. It's summer anthem season. Summer solstice just hit. I got to put out a summer anthem, right? And if you go to that TikTok and um, I read the, read the comments, right? And he says, it's something about my girl wears no bra. She lets them titties titty, right? And that's the, that's the sound clip that he put into it, right? So it's yep. people use the sound clip from... <laughs> from TikToks to make their own, right? And that's kind of like the, the thing on TikTok. So I was in the yeah. comments, and I didn't even think about this. I went to the comments and the top comment was like, can't wait to see this sound getting used. So of course I go and click on it, right? And it's just nothing but girls in no brawl, like just jumping up and down and stuff. It's like uh, the man show when they had girls on trampolines. Uh, that's basically all it is, right? And I was like, yeah, I probably don't need to get sucked down this or my entire fucking FYP is gonna get changed into it. So yep. definitely sounds like, like a good fun song, you know, for the summer or whatever like that. So we'll add that in here. It drops uh, during the edit time frame. So I'll probably redo a little bit of this part or I might just add in the voices or whatever like that at the end. So anything left for the people, Terrence, done of the Whiskey Flick podcast? No. Taco Corp is back. Ready to uh, ready to take the world by storm. 2022. Oh, yeah. Let's go. I'm taking all my shit to Vegas with me, too. So we'll be recording there. Uh, and we'll keep pumping them out there, too. Um, you can look for us out on YouTube. Nice. We're going to be putting a little bit more video stuff. Uh, I'm still learning how to do all video. But this will probably just go up raw like it is. And it's there, right? And you can see our faces or whatever like that. Prefer if you... Not prefer, but if you like the stuff or if you don't like the stuff, you know, interact with it. Give it a thumbs down. Give it a thumbs up. Maybe leave a comment or something like that. You know, shout at us. There's there's no hard feelings here. If you if you care to do so, subscribe, you know, interact with us and follow. So the more people we have interacting, then the, the more thoughts and ideas we get, right? We're always doing drafts. We're always doing different questions. What's on our mind? Uh, stuff to rant about. People send us links and stuff like that. And it just takes off. So the audience ends up fueling a lot of what we end up doing. So appreciate your time, Terrence. And until oh. next time, uh, maybe we'll make you the regular since Tony's like boycotting podcasting or whatever like that. So we'll keep a T on the on the sideshow or whatever like that, you know. But <laughs> Tony will not be getting any of the royalties, even from the episodes that he was on. He can go <laughs> suck himself until he gets back behind a microphone. So, all right. Till next time, I'm Nate for Terrence Dunn. This has been the Taco Court Fantasy Football League podcast. We're happy to be back. Love you. Bye. Bye. Yes, sir. Baby, I'm a boss. They say yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir, baby, I'm a boss. They say yes, sir. So shout out to myself, that's my investor. Uh -huh. Made another mill, let's run it back like Devin Hester. Uh -huh. Pistol in my dresser, baby, this is silk, not polyester. Uh -huh. Yes, sir, baby, I'm a boss. They say yes, sir. So shout out to myself, that's my investor. Uh -huh. Made another mill, let's run it back like Devin Hester. Uh -huh. Pistol in my dresser, baby, this is silk, not polyester. Uh -huh. Yes, sir, they were giving L's, but I look forward and saw RMs. Industry is fake, these are not people that I Call friends, drop some shit to move to. Baby, I'm a star, of course, I'm hanging out the moon. Sell out, I refuse to. Yeah.
Made three million dollars in a month, yeah, that's a hat trick. Used to always cheat for summer home, I felt like Patrick. I'm feeling fantastic. But I wasn't joking when I said that bitch was bad shit. Bad shit. Yes, sir, baby, I'm a boss. They say yes, sir. So shout out to myself, that's my investor. Made another mill, let's run it back like Devin Hester. Pistol in my dresser, baby, this is silk, not polyester. Yes, sir, baby, I'm a boss. They say yes, sir. So shout out to myself, that's my investor. Made another mill, let's run it back like Devin Hester. Pistol in my dresser, baby, this is silk, not polyester. My girl don't wear no bra, she let them titties, titty. I'm way too paid and way too fly, we don't go 50 50. My pants are Issy, issy, your fit is willy nilly. I'm going around the world and back. I'm booked and busy, busy. Come here, kitty, kitty. I don't mind a cup of whiskers. Just got off a broken back, significantly richer. They tattoo my scriptures. Russ is a religion. Second step is action, dog. The first step is ambition. Hope you listen, yeah. Yes, sir, baby, I'm a boss. They say yes, sir. Shout out to myself, that's my investor. Made another mill, let's run it back like Devin Hester. Pistol in my dresser, baby, this is silk, not polyester. Yes, sir, baby, I'm a boss. They say yes, sir. Shout out to myself, that's my investor. Made another mill, let's run it back like Devin Hester. Pistol in my dresser, baby, this is silk, not polyester.